and welcome back to the Scenario 7 podcast. My name is Sam. Today I'm joined by Mr. Joe Roberts. Joe, how are you doing, mate? I'm doing good, Sam. How are you? I'm doing very well. And we are here to preview the Italian Grand Prix. We are back at Monza. I think this is three races in consecutive weeks. So if we're going into the intense schedule, but do have a break after this race. But yeah, Italian Grand Prix, we're very much looking forward to it. But before we get into it, we're going to play Have I Got F1 News For You? And this time it is actually pretty relevant to this weekend. And I've actually taken a tweet instead of a news article. And the tweet is blank drivers are currently expected to take grid drops in Monza could be more by the end of the weekend and joe it's your it's your uh, opportunity to try and guess how many drivers do you think are t- definitely taking grid drops four no i will give you two more guesses two no six wrong again it is seven drivers oh. are currently expected to take grid drops in monza could be more by the end of the weekend and a lot of people are expecting it to be more so let me run you through the drivers confirmed for grid penalties so we've got lewis hamilton he's taking a power unit change so it's getting a penalty mick schumacher is changing his gearbox so getting a penalty valtteri bottas is making a power unit change and yuki sonoda has made got a 10 place grid drop after having five reprimands this season. Uh, and then we've got drivers expected to take penalties are Sergio Perez and Kevin Magnussen. So could be both Haas drivers taking penalties. So, so a lot... Oh, so yeah. Do you know what the reprimand was? Uh, yes, it was the seatbelt, because he uh, untightened his seatbelt. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And in Holland, uh, they reprimanded him for that. So... 10 place grid drop but because of the penalties he, he still might not start at the back of the grid but the question i want to ask you in the light of these drivers taking grid penalties and more expected over the weekend or as we get closer do you think that f1 needs to make the rules around car park allowance more lenient as at the moment we are seeing so many grid penalties for using up their power units and gearbox uh yes in terms of i would say one more engine because i think it's two i think now i think a couple of years ago it was three so i would add an an extra engine and then an extra gearbox and basically every other component or an extra one but i think it would need to be thought out because obviously you don't want the big teams spamming out Mm. um engines left right and center on the just just the the uh, the tracks to inquire high engine um yeah high engine revs on them yeah no i i think i agree with you i think one more to um, one extra engine one extra gearbox would make sense but on the other hand to that you you will get these races where you have these really quick cars at the back of the grid and you have loads of overtaking and a lot of the time because of this these grid drops it can make the race a lot more exciting because you actually are seeing overtaking even if it is 
just fast cars against slow cars. At least you're seeing some action on track. So there's two sides to it, but I think I'm leaning towards that they do need to add another one. They're, they're very harsh on it. I think they need to be more lenient. But let's move on to talking about the track. And this weekend, they're racing around the Autodromo Nationale Monza. And this is a 5.793 kilometer circuit with two DRS zones, 11 corners and 53 laps. Joe, what's your thoughts on the track? I, I, I really like it. For me, last year was a bit of a DRS train. You can't, can't really overtake. Um, so that's one negative about it. But for me, it's this this the quickest um, track on the calendar. High speeds got one of the like um, tradition with like the old banking. Obviously, they don't race around that, but that was um, interesting when Sky a couple of years ago went along that. And overall, there's famous corners, difficult corners, and yeah, it's just speed. <laughs> in general and it's brought out some very good races in the past for example 2008 with uh, Vettel in the wet and in that uh, Torosso I think it was like um, in that season I think it was like the eighth or seventh best car so he did really well that season and overall it's it's one of those I think tracks that are generally very entertaining to watch and also a lot of demand on the um on the cars as well in term because of a lot of uh brake failures along this track so so you get some crashes as well which cause some drama and obviously i think you'll ask me about what happened last year but obviously the the hamilton and verstappen instant kind of brought this track um i think back as well yeah i mean you're completely right saying it is fast, potentially could be an understatement. In fact, Formula One's fastest ever lap was set at Monza with Williams driver Juan Pablo Montoya, 260.6 kilometres an hour effort during practice for the 2004 Grand Prix. And the cars are just pushed to their limits here. They're on full throttle for 80% of the lap. And then the other 20%, you are just slamming on the brakes for a couple of uh, tight chicanes. So it tests the driver in many aspects in terms of getting the most out of their car on the straights, but also being able to slow it down in time for these tight chicanes. And last year's race was, as you said, an example of how exciting this track can be. It is a good track. It's a track that's iconic, but retains its good racing unlike some others on the grid so yeah i think it's a fantastic track and hopefully we should have a good race this weekend but we've mentioned it already let's look at last year's race at monza so it was a sprint weekend last year which it won't be this weekend so in qualifying it was pretty uneventful bottas put his car on pole Lewis Hamilton was second and Verstappen was third. In the sprint race, Gasly flew into a wall after contact with Ricardo, causing a safety car, with that being the main incident there. And it finished with Bottas in first, Verstappen in second and Ricardo in third, with Hamilton dropping a few places. Bottas then started from the back of the grid for Sunday, 
because he changed his power unit. And well, the less less memorable incident happened with Antonio Giovinazzi on lap one. He made contact with signs and went into the wall. And unlike many of the collisions, he was the actual one who got penalised at turn five. He got a five second penalty for unsafely rejoining the track. I just remember him coming into Signs, watching Signs is on board, and he just comes across him and it just left Signs nowhere to go. On lap 26 was the iconic moment where Hamilton had, was coming out of the pits, Verstappen down the straight, and Max's car ended up on top of Lewis's car, which caused a safety car. It caused Twitter to go crazy. It was there were numerous incidents last year between Hamilton and Verstappen, which were big talking points. But the FIA decided in the end to award Max a five place grid grid drop for Sochi, which I think in the air in the end was the right uh, outcome. Do you agree with that, Joe? I mean, I think we talked about it on the pod last year, five place grid drop. Do you think that was fair? Yeah, as not for remember what I can remember, um, I. With these grid drops, I also don't think you should be able to take an engine penalty. I remember last year Max taking an engine penalty and that was quite cheeky, basically. Um, but that, that's just my opinion. I don't think you should be able to do that. Um, but obviously, this 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 um, last year's race, yes, it was it was definitely a penalty. Mm, yeah, I would agree with you. And then, of course, we had the iconic podium with Daniel Ricciardo winning the race. How times have changed. Lando Norris in second and Sergio Perez in third. Joe, what is a memory you have from the last race that you want to talk about? I, I would say the McLaren so one, two. I think it was a long time. Not a long time coming, but a very long time that a McLaren has been been on the top step and also won two. I think it was 10 years, I think 2012. From my, my memory, was the consistent time when McLarens were uh, one and two or or in, in the shout for a podium. Um, but again, it goes back down to, to, to the fact that that weekend, Daniel got the most out of the car and was be able to win a race and same as Norris. If if there wasn't team orders, I think Norris would have had a go at Daniel Ricciardo, but didn't want the same instant of Lewis and, and Verstappen. So mm. I think for me, that that is the main talking point. But as you said, again, it's kind of the, it, it kind of, yeah, at the end of the day, it didn't really save Daniel Ricciardo from losing his seat, the, the, obviously this season. So yeah, that, that that's my, my main talking point for, last season's race yeah it certainly was a memorable one and it might end up being the final I mean it will almost certainly be the final race win of Daniel Ricciardo's career and it was such a special one and it is such a shame what's happened to him since but yeah it was a great day for McLaren and (laughs) team orders on Norris was Good, especially after, as you said, what happened to Hamilton and Verstappen. There was no need to risk not getting maximum points. The memory I'm going for is bizarre, but it's because more I want to bring up a point about this weekend rather than last weekend. 
And that was Nicholas Latifi coming 11th in the race. And, right, you may laugh, whatever, but it was one of his best performances last year at Monza. He had a very good race, 11th place, just missing out on points. And while it wasn't necessarily very memorable for most people, I'm bringing it up because the Williams car is very suited to this track this year. And their straight line speed is going to be so such an asset this weekend. So I feel like I have a sneaky feeling that he might go one better and get a point in Monza this weekend. It's a really hot take, but with their straight line speed, with Latifi doing well at this track last year, I just have a I have a sneaky feeling about it. With people taking grid penalties as well it could fall into his hands nicely. It will probably come back to bite me saying that where he'll, it will be Saturday and he'll crash in qualifying and have to take an engine penalty for Sunday or something. But I'm going to, I'm going to back it. That's my memory from last year. And I'm bringing it up because I think Nicholas Latifi, this could be his time for a point. I think this is best opportunity of the season. So we'll have to wait and see, but yeah, that is my memory of the last race. Let's move on to predictions now. It's always interesting to see how we're doing in the predictions table. So we're going to start with that. And of course, these are all done on averages. So after Holland, we've got a new leader, and that is Mr. Josh Bacon. He has gone up to an average of three points after getting four points for his predictions in Holland. We have Matt dropping down to second place on... 2.9 points so it's really tight at the top in third is me on 2.7 points joe you're fourth you got four points in holland and have gone up 0.3 on your average to 2.1 so it's getting it's getting quite close top four within 0.9 and then we've got robert fifth 0.5 points but Let's now tell you all what we're going to predict. So we always predict the podium last, but first of all, we have five stabs in the dark, effectively, at these categories. So first, accident, and the lap it happened. First, safety car, VSC, or red flag, and the lap it happened. First, pit stop, the lap. First, blue flag, the lap. And the person with the most overtakes, and how many overtakes you think they will get. So I'm going to go up first. And first accident, I am going for Valtteri Bottas, lap one. And the reason I'm going for Bottas is that it's he's on a bit of a stinky run at the moment. And that's not all due to him. A lot of it is due to his car being rubbish. But he's six races without points. He's set to take a grid penalty this weekend. He'll probably be caught up in some madness at the back of the grid. So for me, Valtteri Bottas, lap one, first accident. For first safety car, VSL red flag, I've gone for Daniel Ricciardo on lap one, how times have changed. The reason I've gone for him is that the last two winners of Monza have DNF'd in their next race. And I have a feeling that with his lack of pace and his 
him becoming almost a magnet to, towards the back of the grid, he might get involved in something and he could end up DNFing. For first pit stop, this is just a stab in the dark. Pierre Gasly, lap one. Again, Alpha Tauri, not been great, could be near the back. Even though Gasly has won a race here, still could be pitting first and damage lap one. First blue flag, I've gone for Mick Schumacher because I've already backed Latifi, so I can't now say he's going to be the first lap. And the person I've gone for is, yeah, as I said, Mick Schumacher, lap 28. I was, it was going to be one of the Haas or it was going to be one of the Astons. And in the end, I chose Schumacher as he's taking a grid penalty anyway. And then for most overtakes, supposedly taking a grid penalty. So I'm going for Sergio Perez with eight. That's my five predictions. Joe, what have you gone for? Uh, I'm going to go for Ocon, lap one. Just no context to that. I just think this might be an instant because of being midfield. Uh, uh, safety car, I think it's going to be caused by Wan Yu Zhou. Um, just because there's an addition of Alfa Romeo's crashing out around here. Then going to go for Schumacher to pit. Um, lap one. These are all lap ones, by the way. And then Latifi to be lapped, lap 33. I'm not too optimistic about Latifi as you are, Sam, as in I think you're too... Yeah. Um, then I'm going to go for Hamilton because he's going to start right at the back. Lap is going to start P20. So I think he'll get more uh, positions than Perez in terms of overtaking. Uh, I predicted eight as well. And mm. yeah. Some interesting predictions there. We've got quite a few differentials. So we'll see. We'll have to see who's right at the end of the weekend. And Finally, let's predict the podium. And of course, I've read out quite a few people who are taking grid penalties. And there are some that we could predict that might take grid penalties. So it's definitely a tough one, but I'll go first. I think that the winner, I'm going to go for a bit of a hot take and say that Max Verstappen will win. He's this underrated young driver coming up through the ranks. And yeah, he's showing real promise. But um, yeah, on, on a real, he's just been dominant. Even if he takes a grid penalty, he'll probably still win. So for me, he's first place. Second place, I've gone for Charles Leclerc. He is pr probably better than Sainz. And so he's the one I'm putting in as my Ferrari contingent if Ferrari don't mess it up. Though they seem to be messing up Sainz more at the moment, especially in Holland, than Leclerc. Then third, I've gone for George Russell, but that very much could be second. I'm really not sure between those two positions. But George Russell, he's looking great. He's super consistent. And if he doesn't take a group penalty, I think he'll get on the podium. Joe, what have you gone for? I. It's quite annoying. I've gone for exactly your predictions. I've gone Max, then Leclerc, then Russell. I I just generally think if um their teammates gonna you know take penalties or go to the back of the grid, I don't think um any of them will have the pace just because of the Alpines being very, very quick on the straights. And obviously you got Albon being ridiculous. So 
could be big points for Alpine and um and Williams in terms of Albon and may also maybe the McLarens and Norris. But I gen yeah, I generally think um Max and Leclerc and Russell will be way ahead before Hamilton and Perez and Sainz could could uh, catch up to them. There we go. Great, great minds think alike after having differentials in the five kind of random wacky ones gone exactly the same with our podium predictions. But that wraps up our preview of the Italian Grand Prix. Thank you for watching. Remember to like, subscribe, comment your predictions down below. If you want to stay up to date with what is happening at the Scenario 7 podcast, our links are in our bio. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next one.